Welcome back, Wrench Nation. I'm hanging out with you guys every week from the East Valley Institute of Technology. I invite you, you know, we talk to many of you guys, uh, whether it's on Wrench Nation Facebook or Instagram, you have an interest in automotive. Well, if you're in the East Valley here in the suburbs of Phoenix, uh, come and visit the East Valley Institute of Technology. Excited to hang with you. Somewhat not too happy that I don't have my co-host, my my co-pilot, Miss Susie Sockets, is not hanging this week. She uh, couldn't make it. And you guys know that we run a garage and it's busy and, and literally we're hopping Hopping in the car, headed over to the studio, and Susie couldn't make it. And quite frankly, I I do am surprised. Uh, Half the time, she's here on time. So uh, get on over to WrenchNation.tv. You can catch a lot of the great shows that we've had in the past and certainly catch the podcast, my podcast familiar, on uh, weekends. We upload that Saturday, Sunday or so. I'm excited. This uh, show, we wanted to dive into something, and, and we've worked really hard at connecting with this amazing talent out of the Middle East, Noor Dayoud. And she is a female Palestinian drift racer. I mean, that is breaking all the rules. So Noor Dayoud is going to join us in a little bit. But first, I, I got to dive into some of this news. You know, you know, once in a while, we like to cover some of the oddities. And last week's show, we had a technical show. It was about cybersecurity and your vehicle uh, data privacy and some of you were alarmed about that like really they can find out all of that about my car i had no idea well you know when somebody's trying to hack your car that's probably not a good thing but in a case like this burger king is using your real-time data to actually deliver the big old whoppers to you right there in traffic have it your way on your way burger king is actually data mining it's called hungry people in traffic the hpt and that's the first time ever the home of the whopper tested real-time burger deliveries to cars stuck right now they're testing in mexico city now you guys know some of you have traveled the world and you know that mexico city you know, I thought New York City was a big city, but Mexico City is large, it's huge, and their traffic is ridiculous out there. And so with the help of the We Believers Agency, that's the Burger King uh, agency that they connected with, the Traffic Jam Whopper in Mexico City uh, is uh, going to be able to, you'll be able to get that on your phone. So I'm not sure how the details of that is happening, but just know that there are apps that are friendly. There are apps that help us with our life. Go figure. We mentioned this. Like, I grew up, they said to us, don't get in a car with strangers. And now I'm on my phone and I have, well, I have an idea who Lyft is going to send me, but uh, it's an interesting world we live in. A couple of tips from the garage. A lot of um, a lot of folks have been coming in the last couple of weeks and you guys have that check engine light and it doesn't have symptoms. And many of you saying, eh, no symptoms, it must not be a problem, the light will probably go off. And maybe for that matter, the light has went off. How many of you can agree? You've seen that. Well, if you do have a check engine light with no symptom, there's a high risk that you probably have a PO420 fault. Now you're going down to your local parts store and you're code pulling and here's this PO420. And the fact is the parts house may say, well, you need a catalytic converter. I always remind you guys, you got to test for this stuff because you don't want to throw parts. And I will tell you that 
If you are trying to do this on your own and you don't have any fancy test equipment, remember a catalytic converter has to have a 100 degree difference between the inlet and the outlet. If it does, it's good. Now you've got to move on. You've got to check the oxygen sensor. You may have an upstream issue with the tune-up components like ignition. Remember, that cat is only going to do what that upstream and how healthy that upstream is going to send that air fuel management down through that cat. So you may have other issues. So just keep that in mind. Of course, you can get on to Wrench Nation Facebook uh, with any of your questions and certainly the website, wrenchnation.tv. You know, Many of you understand the dynamics of the Middle East can be volatile. We see it on the news, and and some of it is fake news. Let's just be straight up. Some of it's a little propaganda-like. Well, you know, this isn't a political show. We're not a religious show. This is all to do with a Wrench Nation car talk show, and we like to bring you uh, eclectic folks from the automotive industry as well as motorsports, and we are honored to have the talented Noor Dayoud. Uh, she is out of Ramallah, Palestine, and of course now she's in Dubai, and she's been drift racing for quite some time. So we're going to bring Noor Dayoud on. You guys hang tight through the break, and of course if you have any questions, get on over to the website. This will eventually be up there, wrenchnation.tv. We'd love your comments and feedback. Until then, hang tight. Wrench Nation, next. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Lee Weatherby's Accurate Automotive is a local, family-owned, award-winning auto repair shop in Mesa, serving Arizona drivers since 1992. ASE-certified technicians, modern repair facility, and digital reports on every service. In Mesa on Robson Road, just south of Broadway, between Country Club and Center. 480-890-0409, AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com, or Accurate Automotive AZ on Facebook. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. You can catch uh, shows up on wrenchnation.tv. Always, always a good time hanging with you guys every week. And remember, if you're catching this on uh, 88.7 The Pulse on the weekend, 90.7 KFNX 1100, we really appreciate you guys hanging. You know, we talked about that gender equality in the Middle East has been, well, it's been a critical issue for many years. Many of you know that. It's, it's actually a disgusting issue. And the women who have faced an abundant amount of challenges out there, you know, there's uh, many that are refusing to accept those limited lifestyles and conditions. We are honored to have Noor Daoud, a uh, female Palestinian drift racer. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi, how are you? Good, and thank you. We know what hello, time. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? <laughs> Noor? Yes, yes. Excellent. And uh, we appreciate you hanging with Wrench Nation. Uh, Noor, you have been drift racing for quite a many years. What was your element to really get you started? So, since I was a kid, I've lost cars Then, since I was a kid. So, I had this in me since I was a baby. So, I had a collection of cars. I used to play with toy cars. And uh, it's been a dream for me since I was really young to be a racer. 
I just never thought it would happen because I was living in Palestine and we didn't have this, uh, you know, motorsport uh, federation. We didn't have anything back then. And I was too young, you know, but I was watching on TV. I was trying to, you know, like, to make myself, like, believe it, you know. I love cars, you know. I, it, it's always been in me, but I never thought I would be a racer one day. So yeah. that's something amazing for me. I loved all kinds of sports, but racing was, like, my number one, you know. Totally understand. Um, Take us back uh, in Ramallah. Did you have sort of resistance from, let's just face it, from the male, you know, partners in the family? Did the uncle or grandfather say, no, 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 you cannot be playing with cars. You should be doing something else. Did that ever happen? Yeah, well, when, when I was young, like, I was, like I said, I've been playing with toy cars, but like they've been bringing me like presents, like all my family, like, like Barbies and all that stuff, like girls' toys. I never, I, did, I never really liked it. It wasn't my thing. Like, I just something weird. Like, even all of my family were like, this girl, like, she's so into um, men's men's world or a men's sport. You know, they they were like, she's a different. Uh, like the way I I think or the way I like things is just all about about like a men's world. You know, so they were like, they were really like thinking it like really weird in the beginning but then when everything started to 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 get there um with the with the youth and with the time they really really they were so surprised that like that i'm really actually doing it now i will go to that and i will tell you when i started but they were all supportive especially my mom is very supportive they weren't like telling me negative things at all they were like really supportive especially my mom my brother uh, they're the one who made me who I am today. So that, that makes me really happy to even say it because there's a lot of family, they don't really support their child to do something extreme. Yeah. And this is an extreme sport, right? I it mean, is. And that I think that brings you to today and perhaps the last few years, you're doing amazing things as a competitor. I mean, if we just strip away right. this whole thing of drift racing, we're going to talk more about that. But as an athlete, you don't, you don't just, that doesn't just happen overnight. You've had the discipline and the support of mom and many in the family. Take us back to the time where you went from traditionally just kind of messing around with cars to actually get, getting behind the wheel. Take us back to one of your first maybe unprofessional races, maybe no sponsors, and you got behind the wheel and you got that rush take us back to that time okay so in uh well i was like 12 years old in palestine my mom has uh she had a bmw e36 it was her daily car and i took it for a drive without her knowing and that was <laughs> my first time that i actually drove a car i was driving it around the block and she, she never knew about it, of course, after then, like, I told her. But that was my first time. And then, with the years, I heard that there's something in Palestine going on. It's called the Autocross. That was in 2009. I was, like, 16 years old. And I didn't know anything. It was, like, a Thursday night. I was driving with my mom's car. No driving license, nothing. And that was really amazing for me because it just happened. On a Thursday night, I saw all these racing cars on the, on the side of the road, and I went to them, 
you know, and I told them who, who's responsible of this and all of this. So I started to talk, uh, I started to talk with the head of the Federation of Motorsports in Palestine. And I didn't even know that this exists there, you know. So I got to talk to them and everything. And they said Friday, which is the next day, there's a race. So actually I signed up. I registered and everything became like that Thursday night. And then Friday I went to race. And that was like my first time. We didn't have drifting back then. Back then, we just had something that's called the autocross. Autocross is like racing against the watch. So you're racing against time. The fastest uh, one is the one who wins. Right. I raced this for two years, and I didn't like it. I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, I, this is where I started, but it, it didn't. I didn't feel that rush, that adrenaline in me. You know what I mean? I wanted you, something You were excited, more, but you, you wanted more than just like, okay, start the clock, who goes fastest, done deal, right? You wanted more. Exactly. So I did a page from myself. Um, it grew. It grew a lot. I started to have a lot of followers. And, and in 2012, I got invited by the, by the king of Europe. To go just it's the biggest biggest event in uh, in Europe, and I was invited to go there. I didn't even know really how to to really just like I was drifting in the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I never really did like a drift event or a drift race ever. It was all in the street. And then when I got invited, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. You this know? is like, like a like you. This is a formality. Really yeah, you're like. I love to race, but oh my yeah. goodness, they're bringing me to the real, this is the real deal. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like it, it was so, so surprising. And it was like something like I've never thought it would happen, you know, because I'm still not there really. So what happened is uh, Bank of Palestine back then, when I was pre-testing and all of this, the autocross, they wanted to sponsor me. So they gave me that sponsorship. And when I went to them to the office and I told them, listen, guys, I have this invitation to go to King of Europe in Budapest. They were really excited. They really actually sponsored me. And I went to this event. All I was, all I had in my hand is my suit and the flag of Palestine. And all of them were so professional having the stance and, you know, like a crew and everything. And I didn't have any of this, you know, you know, and I was like the only one that didn't know what was going on. <laughs> So it was so much fun. I was um, going to ask you. I got fourth place. Yeah, well, that's a that's a round of applause right there, Noor. You got fourth place. I mean, but yeah. but but tell me. So you're showing up. You got this new. You got this professional crew. You got your sponsor. What is going through your mind now? This is an elevation of game for you, in terms of going from street racing autocross to now getting sponsors and here you are in budapest what is your feeling behind the wheel uh that was like something that cannot even explain it but i felt so happy even i teared when i was behind that wheel i couldn't believe i'm one of the best cities in the world around the best drivers in the world um i wasn't even prepared for it but I made my men- mentally like I, I became even stronger when I when I was there because I said no I I can do this, you know like I I didn't put myself like down or like oh my god you know like I didn't freak out you know 
yeah, it was scary for me for sure. But I made mentally, like my mental, I made it so strong to be able to, to fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was really amazing that, that day I just made it happen. And from there, everything just changed for me. After that event, from 2012, from then, then everything just changed. Like the gift world, I entered, like, just, I grew. From there, just everything changed. I started to get invited from a different uh, country. And then I started racing all over the Middle East. And then I made my own car, you know, like. You started to grow. Yeah, you were growing so big time. time. Yeah, yeah. So, Noor, I don't have to tell you, you are an inspiration to not only many young women out there, but quite frankly, the men in the motorsports world. And what you've done, and I think that elevated you, when you were in Budapest, you said, okay, it's showtime, but it's my time. And I, I just yeah. want to thank you for that. And I, and I don't want to come across cheesy, but we have a lot of young women who are listening to the show who are interested in becoming mechanics, who are interested in being behind the wheel of motorsports. And I would like to right now tell people, please give a website where folks can find you immediately. Let's get that out. Yes, of course. Um, on Facebook, I have a page. It's called Noor Dawood. It's N-O-O-R-D-A-O-U-D, Just Life. So it's called Noor Dawood, Just Life. It's on Facebook. On Instagram, my name is Noor Dawood Official, and you can just find me there. So please follow me. Yes. <laughs> see all my events, all well. the things that I do. Well, the Ranch Nation family is definitely going to follow you. If you're just catching the show, we have the talented female Palestinian drift racer, uh, Noor Daoud. She's breaking all of the rules, a serious competitor on the track. Noor, hang tight. We're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back and dive into a little bit more of the talk about sponsorship and some of the things that you are doing today to really... Prove them wrong and get it right on the track. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation, next. Park Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, don't forget to get on the Wrench Nation Facebook. Uh, we are going to highlight uh, Noor Daoud, uh, an amazing talent, female uh, drift racer out of Palestine, now throughout the Middle East, doing amazing things. We're going to have that up on our Wrench Nation Facebook. And, you know, if you catch bits and pieces of the show, as I tell you every week, get on up to Wrench Nation's uh, podcast on just about any player. We are going to invite back Noor Dayou. Noor, welcome back. Yes, hi. Welcome back to me. <laughs> yes, as, as we say, marhaba. <laughs> Marhaba. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I have to share with the audience. Uh, we actually spoke early 
this morning. And of course, you know, my wife is from Lebanon and immediately, Noor, I'm sure, Noor, you do many interviews, but I brought my wife on. I said, listen, honey, we have to translate <laughs> a little bit. So I want to thank you for that. My wife, uh, she really enjoyed that. But just to let the audience know here, if they're just joining us okay. back, we have Noor Daoud, uh, who is uh, amazing on the drift scene, and just kind of told her a little bit story about how she went from playing with cars to little local neighborhood autocross to now heading out to Budapest. And really, Noor... From Budapest, it seemed like the fire was lit for you. You had a lot of attention, yeah? Yeah, especially for Palestinians being there. It was like something really awesome. And it's not only Budapest, you know, like I've traveled around a little bit to a lot of Europe, but mostly what I'm doing now is racing all over Middle East. So just to make it really a, a short thing, just to for you to understand. So... What happened is after after Europe, I decided to do my own car, and I went to Jordan. I did my own car. I had a BMW E30. It was a great car, and I had it for a couple of years. And um, so, in 2014, I got invited to Red Bull. It's called the Red Bull Car Park Drift. It's the biggest biggest event in uh, in Middle East, and I was invited to go for the final to compete with the best 16 guys uh, in Middle East, uh, best drivers. They get chosen from, e uh, from each country, and in the end, we, 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 we get to, to race all, all together. So this was the best, best, best thing ever that happened to me, of course, because also it was in the Middle East and as a Palestinian, and, you know, there's not much Palestinian, even men, male or female, racing. Absolutely, yeah. In Europe, so that was really amazing for me. Yeah. So, uh, and I was live on NBC Action, and I had all my family, not only family, like all the Palestinians were like really happy from what I'm doing and like presenting my country. You know, that's something meant a lot to me. And uh, from then, yeah, like I moved to Dubai, and you know, a lot of things changed. You know, I had to leave Palestine then because we don't have, we don't have. Uh, we don't even have tracks to train there. You know, we're under occupation. We have, you know, we have checkpoints. We have, we're, we're, we're not, we're not free to do really what we really want to do, you know? So I said, if I don't leave this country, I'm not going to be able to live my dream, you know, because we don't have, we don't have what we, what I really need there. So I have to move to Dubai and, from Dubai, I, everything just changed for me to the better, of course. You know, uh, I got new sponsorship and I, I'm sponsored by the Project Academy. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but yeah, no, it. congratulations on that. It's That's a, a big Academy. deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's a Drift Academy. Yeah. It's really, it's really great. And I have a new car also because I sold the old one. Now I have a new car. It's an E46. It's a BMW. It's around 900 horsepower, and it's a it's a crazy machine. It's a drift machine, really. And and yeah, I've been traveling around Qatar, Kuwait, uh, Oman, Muscat. You know, I've been traveling to Lebanon to race to a lot of events, and of course, presenting my country wherever I go. And 
Yeah, I mean, Look, it means the world to me, you know. But it, I've been, but I faced a lot of, a lot of, uh, I had a lot of obstacles in front of me because I'm, I'm I was entering a, a man's, uh, a man's world. Especially, I'm an Arab girl, you know. Everyone was telling me, "No, what are you doing?" You know, like this is not, you know, you're wasting your time. You know, like I had a lot of negativity in front of me, but that made me stronger, you know. Yeah. Let me ask you about that, Noor. Amazing story, by the way. I, I mean, I love this. I love it. You you had to make a decision you. that you want to get to the next step. Yeah. When you went to the Pro Drift Academy, I mean, this is a talented uh, group, uh, very well embedded in drift racing. What did you learn there that was new to you that really gave you more competition ability. What did you learn at the Pro Drift Academy? Um, okay, so, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've never really, no one ever taught me how to drift, okay? Uh, I taught myself, the more I drove, the more I knew how what to do. I started watching videos and all of that. The Pro Drift Academy, um, I work with them. I teach people how to drift. But no one ever taught me how to drift, you know what I mean? Like, I just... It, it's been, uh, it's, it's just something that I've, that I've done by myself, you know, and that's why actually it took actually time. We didn't have academies, you know, back then we didn't have the gift academies or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I came here, I was, they approached me. Yeah, they approached me at that event at the Red Bull Car Park just in 2014. And when they approached me, they, you know, like we started talking like, why, why don't you more teach girls how to gift and boys also? So it was, it's awesome. And until now, I work with them. So it's been a lot of years we've been working together. And then they decided to sponsor me. But before that, I was really suffering with sponsorship. And even until now, it's, not, it's never enough, you know, because it's a very expensive sport. You know, it's a very expensive sport. And, and you know, I even couldn't race before in a couple of years back. I couldn't even move around because... You know, it's like I said, it's it's not an easy sport. It's expensive. If you need to travel, you need to do this and that, and the car has to ship be, to be shipped in different countries. It costs money. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you you have to support yeah, like, that we're, because we're talking about sponsorship. Yeah. Definitely understand that. Uh, we've had many uh, motorsports. Uh, we've had uh, John Force Racing Camp on. We've had Robert Hyde, a lot of NHRA. Uh, we had Julia Landauer right. from NASCAR. And yeah, there are periods where, oh my goodness, the sponsor dollars dry up and you really have to hustle. And, and it's hard for a professional racer because that's in their blood. They They realize that the race is one thing, but the business behind the scenes is a lot of work. Nor, how are you able right. to overcome? Maybe there's a sponsor that is not re-signing. How are you overcoming that? Uh, can you please ask, uh, just ask me the question again? I could Absolutely, I yeah. Me. Your drive and your passion to race and compete very well, by the way, right? Is there the business side of drifting? Many people don't see. I mean, they may see the Red Bull, the big labels, the big brands, but if someone is younger and right. up and coming, the business of sponsorship 
is huge. How are you able to accomplish that? How do you keep this machine working for yeah. you? Honestly, it's, it's very hard, really. This question is a very hard question to answer because, especially here, really, I, I'm not sure about Europe or the States because I, I really don't know how things work there. But in the Middle East, I can talk about it here. Honestly, I, I've been having so much hard time to get sponsors. And it's weird because I'm the, I'm the only female drifter here. I've been drifting, like, since I don't know how long. You know, it's been a while. And... You know, I feel like I'm saying, I feel like things are getting like, I thought it could be easier, but no, it's so hard for like. It for doesn't get easier. Sure yeah. You are fighting. You are fighting. It doesn't maybe, get easy. Yeah. yeah. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. And I'm, I know it's tiring, but I will never give up. But I'm just saying it's, it's tiring really, because especially I don't have anyone next to me. You know, I'm doing all of this by myself. I'm managing my own self, you know. I, I wish I had people next to me to help me to, you know, to even give me ideas. But I've been, like, in my own mind, my own self, just doing all of this. So, yes, I am tired. But all I can say is I really, I have hope. And I believe in myself. And I really hope that one day I will get a, a great, great, great sponsorship and huge sponsorship that I actually deserve to because I really worked hard for, for this. I really worked so hard for this. Yeah, we admire uh, this about you. I want to just uh, tell you, if you're tuning in, please get, well, first things first, if you want to sponsor Noor Daoud, I am going to ask you to take a look at some serious <laughs> talent, and I invite you, head on over to Noor Daoud, Drift Life on Facebook and of course at Noor Daoud official on Instagram. I will tell you right now, if you spend at least 30 seconds to a minute, look, Instagram is full of pictures. I get that. But when you look at the drive and passion of Noor Daoud, you will see that this is this is game time with Noor. And Noor, I so appreciate you sharing that. Um, you are very open and very honest to our audience, and I appreciate that. And many understand it's not like Thank somebody you. is going to the bank and saying, okay, here's the money, go race. A lot of people don't realize that exactly. there's a lot exactly. of hard work, and and uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. Nor yeah. want you to hang on. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. If you're just joining our show, Noor Daoud, uh, amazing individual. I'm telling you, just strip away drift racing, strip away Palestinian, strip away Middle Eastern, a genuine fighter, the courage to not give up. Noor Daoud, stay tuned. Next. People say I drive too fast, move too fast, live too fast, ain't no such thing as too fast. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. We always love hanging out with you guys every week. Sun goes down in the west, and the blue sky's gone to rest. I sleep, but my heart is awake. 
and we have Noor Daoud. We have been speaking uh, for several minutes. Really excited to have Noor on. If you're catching this on the podcast, get him down into the comments. And, and really, come on, let's face it, Nora's being very transparent and very real about the circumstance and situation, maybe more difficult than the average to actually break in, in a world full of men that dominate, let's just face it, and then take it in to the Middle East where folks are looking at you and saying, uh, excuse me, what are you doing behind the wheel? So Noor Daoud, we appreciate you hanging. Welcome back to Wrench Nation. Noor, I got to ask you about um, your challenging race points. And, and I want you to explain. Uh, my daughter, she's listening, and she doesn't know too much about how drift racing is set up based upon points and so on. Could you tell our folks right. a basic lesson how does drift racing work on the track um okay so drifting is actually judged yeah you have like five judges um and uh, they judge you the way you drive so we have we have um the the, the angle of the car the speed the style even the way the car looks the way the the sound of the car all of these, you have points on them. So drifting is actually like, it's, it's something amazing. And it's, it's something you can't even explain it until you're actually literally drifting. But it's actually, it's judged by, by the way you actually drive. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. So the angle and speed. Points, of course, you have clipping points, you have the angle. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's five important things, you know? Right. It's like the style, the speed, the angle, the judges, like not even the judges, sorry, the crowd. If they are really loud when you're on the track and you're racing and you, you can even also take points, you know? Yeah. Just Let me, from the crowd. So you're excited. So it, you're, has one, it has more than one thing. Yeah. You're excited. Yeah. You're, you're driving this 900 horsepower E46. I mean, that's a bad machine, period. And yeah. <laughs> that crowd, you feel that energy. I mean, you're focused behind the wheel and you're working on angles and speed and that style. Yeah. Does that crowd get you going, man? <laughs> True. This feeds you. And especially when I'm in that car, it's just like all, I, all I'm thinking about is of course, I don't think about anything else except what I'm doing right now. And, you know, and before I race, there's something important also that makes me actually focus, and which is sports. You know, sports is my number one thing. I'm an athlete. I've been playing sports since I was really young. I've been playing swimming, tennis, uh, boxing, ice hockey. All of that helped me to be who I am today also. But what I do before a race, I go for a swim. You know, I jump rope, I box, I do a lot of concentration, focus exercises, you know, because when I'm on the track, sometimes you can lose focus. So that helps me to, you know, it helps me to focus on the track and it helps me to, to, to achieve what I want, you know, yeah. always looking forward for, 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 for what I want on the track. Yeah. Yeah. True fighter. Uh, this is what I love about 
you, Noor. I mean, you you don't just show up. You are Thank training. You. you are really disciplined, and you have that courage. Talk to me about your team. Mechanically, you're showing up to the track. What is your team checking on the car? Yeah, I have my team. Uh, of course, they check if there's anything at the time, like even before and after or during. Sometimes the race, they check my car. They check if if there's anything going on, you know, I have a great team that's actually from the Project Academy. Um, yeah, I have an awesome team. And sometimes, you know, they cannot make it or, you know, if I fly somewhere and go somewhere. And even before the Project Academy, I was trying to do my own thing alone. Like in Kuwait in 2017, I went to the Red Bull CPD. I was invited there again. It's called the Wild Card. So they gave this to me and I went to Kuwait. No one could actually come with me because they have a really strict about the visas. Understand. So I ended up there by myself. You know, I ended up doing the cars by myself, uh, checking the car by myself. I didn't, you know, of, of course we had all the guys there, like the racers, but everyone is busy in their own thing, you know? Yeah. So I can do, I can do both, but it's tiring, you know, it's good to have your team, you know, helping you and all of this. But yes, I did go through that before. I didn't have any team. I didn't have anyone. I was doing, I was just doing everything by myself. I know it sounds crazy, but I, this is what I did, you know? This is important. Um, this is amazing. Saying, yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm a mechanic, you know? I'm not saying I'm a mechanic, but I do. I, I you know, I, I, once I built my own engine, and that's actually taught me so much. It taught me a lot. And I went deep deep more into cars and mechanic-wise because I really want to know what I'm driving. And if anything happens, I want to know how to fix it. That's important to me, you know? Not like driving the car and that's it. Whatever happens, happens. Some, uh, someone else will fix it. No. I want to fix it. I want to know what's going on in that car. Because me and that car are one, you know? It's like we're partners. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean what I like, great. I'm hearing a lot of I think people understand that if they have a passion to do something, I think at the end of the day, just show up. Sometimes we don't know what is going to happen, but you speak very much about many points of your life is, you know what? I am going to show up. And I love that, actually. That's amazing. Uh, What would you tell a younger lady who has interest, but her family says, no, you cannot race, whether it be racing, go-karting, whether it be, you know, behind the wheel with some serious steering, oversteering angle speeds and so on. What would you tell a young gal who wants to do it, but is told no? What would, what advice, what advice would you give her? Okay, so listen, I ha- I'll have to respect everyone's, you know, like especially the family, the parents. I have to, I will understand them because this is a very highly uh, dangerous sport. You know, it's risky. It's not, we cannot say that it's 100% safe. Sure, you have safety, but it's not 100%. Um, you know, it's a dangerous sport. But uh, for me, I believe that anyone, anyone wants to do something they love. They just go have to fight for it and want it so bad from the inside 
and nothing could stop them. I know it's family. But for an example, I'm not telling you all of my family agreed with what I'm doing. But I had my mom and my brother next to me. You know what I'm saying? Like part of my family might not like, you know, they, they didn't like what I'm doing because I'm entering like a man's world, blah, 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 all of that stuff. But on the other side, you know, I had the, I had that push, you know, from, from my mom and my brother. So that's what actually made me. But from the other side, you know, like if a girl wants to go just sing now, her parents say no. You know, it's a different, I, I, I can't really answer that question because it's kind of complicated. But for me, if anyone wants to do something, just go for it, believe it, fight it, you know, dream it and be it. You know, this is how I believe in it. Yeah. I, I love That's the answer. Good. That's a great, great answer. I mean, I you're good. speaking from the heart and there, there's no uh, school, if you will, or something written in a book. And you're truly speaking from the heart. And we, we sense that. Why do you think there aren't more women in drift racing? Actually, I was wondering this myself, too, really. I don't know what to, uh, to say, but I was. I was thinking through my mind the same thing, you know, like why not having more women on the track or just, I would love to drift against women, you know, especially in the Middle East. Why not? But now it started to, now we're starting to have some few ladies are getting into it. Not even Middle East, you know, all over the world. Everyone, this sport is getting huge, you know, but back then there was no, no one, no one was interested in it. So, but I would love to see more women into it. I would love to see women are really like, I hope I'm inspiring them because I, I know, I know I've been, I've been in a really um, hard situation. My situation was not easy at all, but some of them, for some of them, it might be easier than mine. You know what I mean? So I don't want them to think that it will be like, like what well, my situation, the, the way as their situation is going to be. No, you know, some of them, it might be easier. So, but I would love to see some more more women, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be only in Middle East. It could be anywhere in the world, you know? Well, I think you're you're um, creating, you're creating, yeah. I'm sorry, Noor, mm -hmm. you're creating a movement. I really believe if we were to go 10 years from now, you have a mark. You're leaving a name, not because yeah. you want to leave a name, but because you're yeah. doing what is right. I have to ask you, Talk to me about the Speed Sisters. Talk to me about the Speed Sisters. Okay, the Speed Sisters. We were the first female, actually, uh, group to race in all Middle East. And uh, we actually met each other on the track. And it was only one. And then the second one came. And then the third one came. And we ended up five girls. Okay, uh, we were doing autocross all together. Of course, we're racing not only women, but men also. And uh, they had this British um, British uh, embassy. They came to Ramallah for three days. And they decided to, to, sponsor, to sponsor us. And they called us the Speed Sisters. And uh, they got all, also people from the, from the UK to train us to train us autocross. And from then, everything, actually, the whole team grew. And we had this producer, the director, her name is Amber Paris. She made the documentary about us. It took 
it took around like five years to do it. And um, it's awesome because we talked about, you know, it's a lot of politics, sure, and how we live on the occupation and all of this, but also that we have a dream. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a awesome. big, it's uh, a big message. They're doing, yeah. A big message uh, that uh, a big message that you're spreading, uh, not only to the women and for that yeah. matter, for the men. Um, look, occupation is a serious thing. Many of us here, we have no clue when you say that you cannot right. get the basic infrastructure, the rubber for the tires, engine oil or spark plugs. This is a big deal. And. I asked you about the Speed Sisters and the backing uh, for, you know, from the British. I see that Anthony Bourdain, who actually took a ride back in 2013, he yep. highlighted this. And I thought yep. to myself, this is excellent because, look, you have a name, you have a brand. But if nobody knows and, and to have Anthony Bourdain come out and actually help with the message, this is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 gave a message to all the whole world that yes, we are Palestinians. We do live in the West Bank under occupation. We're surrounded by checkpoints, but we're still doing. Even though we do, we don't have trucks, but we did it. We did we did our best to be to drive. You know, we we wanted to show not only women in general, but the world, the world, the whole world that Palestinian women are determined, are strong, and they want to, they have dreams. We do have dreams, you know. Everyone has his own dream. I'm not saying all of us want to be Formula One drivers or drifters. Everyone has a different dream. But, you know, we, we have this complicated situation going on in Palestine that there's a lot of people, you know, like they suffer from it. We all suffer from it. And it kind of breaks you. Sometimes it breaks us from the inside. But no, we fight it back because... If you let it break you, then then it, you're done, you know? And that what made us stronger, that we know we kept on training in the streets or in front of the checkpoint. We got a lot of tear gas before. We didn't like what we were doing. It's fine. But we kept on coming back and doing what we love, you know? Like, we didn't want to... Like, a lot of people tried to shut us off, you know? And we didn't let this happen. So this is what I'm saying. We We, we gave a message to the whole world that even though we are under this occupation, but we did it. We raised. We became who we want to, be, to become. I love it. I love it. I mean, look, you can't solve the world's problems with, with drift racing, and we understand. But, boy, the mental, the courage, and the discipline to really say, you know, we can do this. We are going to figure this out. Here we are talking drift racing and, and the passion for speed. But man, it is a much bigger picture, especially when you are uh, coming from an area that has seen oppression uh, and currently to this day. So let's go to Dubai. It, was Dubai a shock yeah. for you? Was Dubai a shock for you? New things, new experiences. Talk to us about that. Dubai is something completely different. Um it's the world of motorsports, really. It, they have the best tracks. I'm not saying the best tracks in the world, but I'm saying they have great tracks here. You know, um, 
I mean, it's 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 different here, you know. And I'm so happy to be here because I've met also a lot of great people, a lot of famous uh, racers also. And you know, I felt that this is the right place for me to to start. You know, like when I moved in 2014, I said this is perfect. This is where I should start. This is where I should be. You know, so it's 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 awesome. I did race in a lot of events here. Uh, the drift, uh, Dubai drift championship, and it was awesome. That's um, um that's so, amazing. Yeah, Dubai for me is yeah. It's, it's it, I'm happy that I came here. It's really. a good. It's a good move. It sounds like this is kicking it up next level. I have a question. So, when we celebrate right. basketball championship, boxing, UFC, right? Some people say. I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> what do you say, Nordaud, right. after you win? What are you saying? Are you coming to Disneyland? <laughs> no, I say I want to, like, jump out of the plane and just, that's it. I want to do something even more crazier than I'm doing. Well, I want to, like, do some skydiving or motocross. You know, I want to, like, this is how I celebrate my own thing. You, I wanna, you I are wanna amazing. I go parties, no. Yeah, you are amazing, honestly. Um, I, I want to just share with the audience that, you know, you're calling in for Dubai and we tried to make connection. And I, I just want to say we totally wish you the best and we want to help your movement. We're not going to go away. This show is going to be up. And, and I will tell you, you have a house right here. In this country, I know you Thank know a lot of people. Lot. My wife and I, we will always break bread with you and your family, and I, uh, I am just honored wow, to really have you. you. And uh, I mean that seriously. You know, you've done amazing things, and you will continue. So, my last question: Where will you be Please. five years from now? Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Um. Well, I have two things. Well, I, I don't really look that far, but it's a good question. I hope I will answer it in the right way. But I, I am a professional just racer, but I'm looking forward to become way higher than I am now. I want to be racing with the best, best drifters in the world. I want to be presenting Palestine all over the world. And I want love one day to get all the girls, to inspire all the girls and to teach them how to drift, and it, this is their dream. I want to take, I want to take each girl and teach her how to drift and become what she wants to become. This is, I would definitely do that for them, and I would open a school or something like I don't know, just to teach people how to drift. That's amazing. And I, I want to be an inspiration for everyone. You you share a lot of what you do. Who in your family has inspired you? You have such a giving heart. Who inspired you with such a heart to share? Who is this in your family? My mom. <laughs> My mom, she's, she's the one who who inspired me, who motivates me, who... She's everything to me. She's the one who made me who I am today. Well, a big shout-out to mom. My number one. A big shout out to mom. Mom, if you're listening to this show, your daughter is amazing. I, I just yes, want to tell you. Yes. And <laughs> and I um I will say that 
uh, we have many uh, fans of the show, and, and they come from all kinds of uh, sections of, you know, from mechanics to, you know, younger folks coming up who, who listen. And, and actually, you're probably one of the more inspiring individuals, and we really, really appreciate you. Thank Noor, Daoud, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me. Thank you so much for all of this. Thank you. Noor Dayoud, an incredible spirit. The fact is, to be able to break through these barriers, unbelievable. And we are honored to have uh, Noor Dayoud. So I remind you guys, get on to Noor Dayoud Official for Instagram. You can catch her there. Really excited to hang with you guys every single week. We invite your comments. Get up onto the website, wrenchnation.tv. If you have any show ideas, or more importantly, if you've got a favorite mechanic you want to give a shout out, that's what we're about. We'd love to do that right here on the show. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.